0: y'all know what time, uh, The mother guys, ain't got no style, we know what's up, before we go there. this is the now. this is the down. if you ain't know the deal, I bet you know now, this is the fans voice, you hear them both calves, this what the people need, and what they want now. Yeah, hey, what's happening? What up, dope? What it do, folk? It's a homie, homie CL. Let me back live on the Rundown South. Gotta know that. And I thank you for joining me, however, you're joining me. But hopefully, you came through from the rundown.com That's D A Rundown.com. Gotta know that. And if you like what you're hearing, you can get this airtime. Come out. You can catch that thing right there on your phone. shouting on time. About just slide on over to Spotify, Google Play, iTunes. Everywhere podcasts are accepted. <laughs> you can find the rundown south. That's D A rundown south. You gotta know that. And of course, I am your host C L. And I do appreciate everyone being patient. And today we are going to get back in the groove of things. And I did a guest spot. You know, a lot of times I have guests coming on to my podcast, but every so often I get to play visitor and get on someone else's podcast. And that's what I did. So uh, shout out to the boy Mikhail Ford. Uh, we did an episode of his podcast. Um, I watched this as an adult, uh, which is a podcast that is about watching old movies that you probably watch when you were at a younger age. I'm not going to say as a child as a, at a younger age and then watching that with fresh eyes. It's a sobering experience for a lot of things. Um, it's actually an idea that I was working on. So I'm kind of glad that somebody already has put some footwork into trying it out and showing that it's an actual thing. But, um, that, That is a clue to what's to come. Um, But before we get into that episode uh, where we talk about Romeo Must Die, um, I want to do a little bit of house cleaning. If you downloaded last week's episode where I talked with Amber Sherman from The Law According to Amber, for the last, I guess, week and a half, the wrong episode was on that feed. So... That issue has been corrected and the new episode or the actual episode should be up. If you really are hungry to listen to that content, it's actually on my Facebook live. So if you go to Facebook.com slash The Rundown South, you can watch the entire video of that interview. Um, Got a lot of things I'm going to be sharing with you guys in the near future that I'm really excited for. Um, it's taken me a while to kind of get everything back in motion um I had a couple big projects kind of like fall in my lap and like for the first time I'm legit busy with stuff that I like to do and unfortunately it also takes time from doing things that I like to do for fun because I gotta pay them bills try to get that rent paid you know and all'm talking about so yeah so i apologize if things have been a little off inconsistent we gonna make it we here we grinding whole podcast community behind me you already know how I feel um, so man, you I just keep checking for your boy and see what I got stirring up but uh, today we're gonna get with Mikhail Ford we're gonna talk about Romeo must die that I had a blast dissecting every problematic part of the movie um really fun experience and i think i'm gonna be doing it again real soon so let's get into it check this out We're back on oh, try we again.
1: are <laughs> okay we are doing romeo must die from 2000 and i am here with a special guest I'm not sure if you want me to introduce you, or you want to introduce yourself and tell everybody what you do. Let me, let me see your your uh, your chops, man. Go ahead to introduce me. Okay, uh, with the owner of the Rundown South, um, C.L. Palmer. I'm not sure if you wanted me to say your whole name That's cool. or just That's what just not
0: me professionally as C.L. Palmer.
1: Okay, that's it. All right, <laughs> and we're gonna be reviewing Romeo Must Die from two thousand. Uh, this is uh, first of all, I want to say about this movie. This movie is very two thousands. Man, very very two thousands. Hold on, hold on, man. Uh, two- hold, hold, hold on before
0: before you really get deep into it, bro. Like I I gotta say <laughs> something because honestly when I started watching this movie that. I was feeling like this could not be that bad I felt great you know like I'm about to watch an oldie but a goodie right I, I'm I'm, I'm I, go ahead okay. finish the intro <laughs> like,
1: I don't even know where to start but finish <laughs> But yeah, but like yeah, uh, this movie's very 2000s. Uh, this movie came out exactly 20 years ago. Exactly 20 years ago, this uh-huh. movie came out, and uh, and I've been doing that a lot actually. Uh, and just by coincidence, I haven't even planned this. I've been doing a lot of movies that have been on like very. Been doing a lot of movies that have done very important milestones, like Romeo Must Die's 20. Uh, I did the net. I did the net last week. That's twenty five years old this month, this year. I don't think I ever watched it. Uh, yeah, I was like, it's not even worth it. It's 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 boring. It's very fucking boring. But uh, <laughs> but uh, and I was just like, oh god. I was like watching the net. I'm not even. I'm not even gonna go into the trauma of the net. But like watching the net is like watching paint dry. Ooh. Honestly. <laughs> Yes, exactly. But uh like I did this, I think above the rim turned twenty-five. Mm. Like this a whole I've been doing like a whole bunch of movies that had like important milestones. Right. I'm doing another I'm doing another one next next week that has an important milestone too. But uh but uh but yeah, uh I actually planned that one. But anyway, uh it's 20 years old and it looks twenty years old, like the aesthetics of this movie have not aged well everybody's wearing just like bright colors you know
0: baggy jeans
1: (laughs) baggy jeans big uh, fubu jerseys oh my god yo I
0: hadn't seen that 05 in a minute
1: (laughs) yes yes I had when I was because I was a teenager at the time this movie came out so I was like I think I had to be 15 I think I was 15 when this movie came out and at that exact time I had one of those fubu jerseys (laughs) Uh, already, no,
0: uh, that, 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 the, the style was ridiculous Like I had a bunch of them Like I had a bunch of jerseys, shirts Yeah. Like you know That's when the bootleg man was real big Back in the day And they used to right. just like open up the, the, the trunk And they had all the fubu gear Right And you could right. buy a whole outfit at the barbershop Yes I remember that <laughs>
1: I remember that. Dudes coming in there, hey, I got the foo boo. Like, no, you got the poo-foo. Right. But, uh, <laughs> but Yeah, man, I I was like, dude, I was looking at this, I'm like, this is how I used to dress at fifteen years old. So <laughs> this is me. Cause I had I had like the I had like the bootleg kind of like foo boo Dallas Cowboys jersey. You know, cause like I loved the Dallas Cowboys as a kid as a teenager and as a kid and I couldn't afford my, my, my parents couldn't afford a Dallas Cowboys jersey so they got me a bootleg Dallas Cowboys jersey <laughs> <laughs> so, so I used to rock that a lot so I was looking at that I was like oh my god this fashion <laughs> you know <laughs> Yeah. yeah,
0: man, the, the, the aesthetics of the whole movie, it just really threw me off, and, you know, like I guess we can kind of get into it as we start breaking down the the movie, but, like, even, like, some of the hairstyles and the wigs on the black people made me question whether or not they were actually black, uh, because I seen the dude with an afro, and it was no doubt fake. <laughs>
1: yeah. I was that was the guy that, when you said that that was the guy that popped in my head is the dude with the afro with the sunglasses. Oh my god,
0: bro! Like he that dude <laughs> might have been like Dominican or something because he definitely yeah, right. was not black and they tried hard to make him into somebody who looked like he was black and could fight, but they ain't accomplished other right. one.
1: He didn't do either. I was like, yeah, I was like, yeah, that guy. Like his name, his last name is not Johnson. His last name is Dominguez, but. Uh, <laughs> But, but yeah, man, it's just, but yeah, man, the movie, in the movie, like, obviously, it's a play on Romeo and Juliet. You know, um, you got like these two, uh, crime families involved in a gang war. You got the Sings and the O'Days. Uh, the Sings' youngest son, uh, Poe is murdered. Nobody knows who, who did it. And, like, the word gets to, the word of Poe's death gets to his bro- his older brother Han, who's in prison in China, uh, played by Jet Li. Now he is and- a police
0: officer. That they just never mentioned that in the movie, but it's mentioned in the plot.
1: I know. Yeah, i like, I know, because I had to do. Uh, yeah, because when I was doing my research, they, they, it, it's in the research. Uh, like when you go on IMDb or when you go on like Wikipedia, it's in the Wikipedia page that he's a police officer. I'm just like okay well why is he in yes. prison It's yes. so many questions I think he went to, yeah cause I believe he went to prison and I don't even explain why he went to prison but he explains at the end of the movie that he went to prison for his father but they don't explain what he did yeah
0: you know, so this, this this is a Swiss cheese movie <laughs> yeah there's a lot of to, plot holes to put it lightly um but I, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna follow your lead because there's so many things we can get into with this.
1: Yeah, but like the movie, the movie has a pretty decent cast though. The the cast is not bad. Uh, this is a uh, Jet Li's first U.S. starring role. This is not his first U.S. movie, but it's his first starring role. This is like uh, the first one for him. Because uh, before this, he was in Lethal Weapon Four. I remember that. Yes, he was in *Lethal Weapon*. That's his first US role. But he, when he come, when, when the problem I have with Jet Li in America, because I'm a huge, I'm a huge Jet Li fan, uh, going back Thank to you. his uh, movies. yeah, <laughs> going back to his movies in uh, China. You know, like I enjoy like his movie, like his favorite movie of mine is called *The Enforcer* in uh, China. It's called the, I forgot what it's called. I think it's called *The Bodyguard*, but. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's called The Bodyguard in in China but when it came over to America because we already have a bodyguard uh, they called it The Enforcer. So I I like that movie a lot. Uh, But when he came over here to America it just feels like they tried their best to make him like the second coming of Jackie Chan. Right. You know it was just like they tried too hard with all the fight scenes to make him Jackie Chan. Like, he was, like, picking up things and you know, doing, like, using inanimate objects to fight people and all this stuff. Right. And it's... being <laughs> real... <clears throat> yeah.
0: Excuse me. Yes. Uh, but, like, you know, you're a Jet Li fan, so you watched a lot of uh, fighting movies and fighting scenes and one of the biggest things that determines whether or not it's believable is the choreographic of each scene and it's like this dude probably never watched Jet Li before because he had no idea what to do with Jet Li and did not think about well maybe I should get some people that might know how to fight on the other end to make this a little bit more believable exactly
1: yeah i mean like he can still i'm mean, like he can he can still fight the same dudes but like he, he, he's just fighting like he, he didn't fight like jet lee Li. no and like they had him fighting like jackie chan and jet lee and jackie chan have two very different fighting styles mm-hmm. like because jet lee is a more aggressive fighter he's a woo suit he's a like a wushu champion, like he's been in tournaments, he's fought in tournaments, <laughs> and uh, and Jackie Chan style is a little bit more comedic. But like Jackie Chan, like Jackie Chan, I'm not taking anything away from Jackie. Jackie is a legit dude. Like if any of us could, like I would not challenge Jackie Chan to a fight in real life because I know he'd kick my ass. <laughs> but, but but in his movies in his movies they make it more slapstick and comical and I think he does it so he can like so he could um you know relate to kids you know like he wants kids to come and see his movies so like he's gonna keep the violence at a minimum you know right so, but but Jet Lee is a more aggressive fighter and I just wish there were like more like practical fights in this movie and none of this like cause like this is how a fight scene starts a fight scene in Romeo Must Die starts off really good like it starts off good and then it just goes off the rails with, like, just wires and special effects and, you know, like, all this stuff. I'm, I'm just a fan of... Because, like, I'm a fan of, like, Hong Kong cinema. And, like, I'm just a fan of practical fights, you know?
0: <laughs> I, I 100% agree with you. Like, you know, I like it, Man. You know what I'm saying? like the, Ever since I discovered that on Netflix, it just... It charged me up to want to seek out more martial arts films, but they're just not making them here in America at all. I'm a little disappointed right. in that. Um uh, <clears throat> but yeah, like it seems like in Romeo Must Die, they decided that it probably wouldn't be too important to just, I don't know, you know, practice a few times. And make sure these guys got in the right place when they got hit. And just like you said, make it a little bit more practical. Like it just seemed so like he was superhuman at, at some points. And then like you add in the special effects,
1: it was totally gratuitous. You didn't even need it. It, it was not believable because like cause like even the even like the last fight that he has with uh even the last fight that he has with the guy, uh the guy Kai. Uh, the, the guy Kai at the end it's like they have a pretty good fight for the most part but then they kind of kill it towards the end yep. with like just wires and stuff it's,
0: it's right there it's like y'all got it y'all oh
1: yeah <laughs> I mean like it was aggressive it was like they were like taking it to a, a, a like second gear and but towards the end it just killed it with just like the special effects I was like I'm, I'm out of it now <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> you know, I just, yeah. I'm like, it made me think, like, damn, did Mortal Kombat just take that from Romeo Must Die? Because I don't know if you played Mortal Kombat XL or the new one, but that's basically like every cutscene in a fight looks just like that.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, man. It was like, some, it was some video games. It was very video really game played. like. It was very video game. But like, it's like moving on um another person in this movie another elephant in the room in this movie is uh Aaliyah is it this movie this is her uh cinematic debut in movies uh she's trying to cross over from uh music to movies and I have to say she's pretty good in this movie she killed it she's pretty good in like the charisma just jumps off the screen yes with uh with Aliyah, like she, I'm like she had it. She had the it. Um, she 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 knew where she knew where the camera was. She knew how to recite her lines. You know, she 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 even had like an emotional scene in the movie that was believable. Right. You know, it wasn't so, over the top. It was right on. It was exactly, and like I was like, dude, man, if she was still around today. I was like, she would be a superstar. I I believe so. Um, The
0: the only thing that I didn't see the director even bother to do is kind of even play with the fact that she was sexy. You know, Uh because she came off like very cute and very irresistible, but I didn't get the sexy from her at all. And like just knowing me from what I know from outside of Lee, that's kind of what she's known for. Is like she has this real like young, I guess young girl. I I hate to say that, but you know, it's, <clears throat> it's not it's not an old woman. We're not talking. We're we're talking about a, a younger woman. So not a, You know you know what I'm getting
1: at. Um, yeah, like she was very like she was very. um... She was. She, I'm like. She was more of like a smooth, like more smooth, you know, like yeah. like a smooth girl, you know, and like it was because no, like this isn't anything groundbreaking or anything. Because I had a I had a huge crush on Leah growing up, you know. So but, but, and like she's always seemed like very cool. Yeah, like she always seemed very cool, very smooth, and just like she knows how to work her sex appeal.
0: Yeah, that's what it is. You know what? I'll say this, and I'll just sum it up you know, like you. this when I looked at her on screen I felt like whatever she asked me to do I would probably say yes it didn't matter actually what she was asking me to do it's just the fact when I looked at her face it's like what do you want what do you need I, I will take care of it and she used right. look that look a couple of times and I was like man I do not know anybody who even translates like that across the screen like that anymore she was truly one of a kind
1: Right, yeah, I was like, she was, I was a, just superstar, she would have been, man. Like, I was like, this, cause like, there, there's this thing about me where like, I feel like there's like alternate realities, you know? I feel like there's alternate realities, and You're I like feel Ricky like, Morty? <laughs> yeah, yeah, kind of like Ricky Morty, <laughs> like, ultimate, like, alternate realities where like, is a superstar, um, Biggie, well, like, uh, like Biggie's alive and he's a mogul, you know. Right. You know, he's doing everything that Jay-Z's doing now. And uh there was this uh other actor um who's who passed away, I think in like the early 90s, uh River Phoenix. Have you ever heard of River Phoenix? Not top of my head. Yeah, but like River Phoenix, he was like a child actor and he's he's in like one of my favorite movies called uh, Stand By Me. This came out like the mid 80s and even then when he was a kid, he was like 10 or 11 years old there. Even then when he was a kid, it was like watch out for him. He's going to be a superstar and like I I got this kind of feel Mm. like
0: Okay. yeah, I just looked him up. Oh, uh,
1: Yeah. uh, Joaquin Phoenix, the guy that played the Joker. That's his little brother. Okay. Yeah, that's his little brother, Joaquin Phoenix, the guy that recently played the Joker. And um, I just feel like that dude would have been if it was if he was still alive, there wouldn't be a Leonardo DiCaprio. Mm. I feel
0: like so he's the market correction.
1: Yes, and like I was just like that. I just like certain things. I just think about like alternate realities. I'm like, Ali is a superstar. Biggie's a mogul. And River Phoenix is the greatest actor of all time right now, <laughs> you know, so
0: Right, he's Wolf of Wall Street right now. He,
1: yeah, he's Wolf of Wall Street. He's in, uh, he's in Titanic. He's in Django. He's, he's, he's doing all of these things.
0: <laughs> you know, you're about to make me like watch two or three of his movies because that is an interesting paradigm. And I've, you know, <clears throat> my dude Bill Simmons, he always talks about what they say sliding door moments. And right, that's definitely one of those like sliding door moments. Like, if that doesn't happen, like, does Leonardo DiCaprio become Leonardo DiCaprio? So, I can't even really talk about it. But from what you're saying, you're saying yes, definitely.
1: Yeah, because like at one point they were actually—I think I looked this up. Like, they were actually out for the same role of uh, what's eating Gilbert great, uh like in like just like the early '90s, and River Phoenix doesn't get the role because he dies. Mm. And Leonardo DiCaprio Gets that role And that's the role That shot him Into superstardom mm. Yeah <laughs> Wow
0: yeah, yeah. I, mean, I did not know that But that's That's Like that's a, That's worth a deep dive Bro you need to You need to write That whole blog post I'm gonna need you To take yeah. like You know One of these days Get all your notes together And And make And make that blog post I'll read it
1: Alright That I'll Whenever I get a day to do that, I'll, I'll do
0: say, that. I'll right, publish it and help you promote it because that that is that is interesting. Like you know, <clears throat> I talk about you know, like you said, like the Biggie Jay Z. That's another sliding door moment. Does Jay Z become the Jay Z we know? Um, yeah. If Biggie doesn't come along, or
1: you know, yeah. What's another? I like I feel like with a, just like I feel like with Aaliyah, there would be no Beyonce. I feel like that.
0: I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know about that one. I'm just saying. You know, because the thing is, like, even at that time, Beyonce was still in Destiny's Child. Yeah. So it's kind of like we never even got a chance to see them going, like, head to head, really, because she was still in the group. But I think, like, the formula is for the best singer to leave the group after, like, three albums. Now, right. whether or not she becomes Queen B, Beyonce,
1: that's a whole nother subject. So I was just saying, I was like, I'm like, I, I think Beyonce would be around, but I don't think she would be as big. Just saying. I think she would be here. Uh-huh. She would be here, but I don't think she would be as big. Oh, man, that's... You know what, man? That
0: We might have to... We, we'll have to go back and do that one too because i'm I'm thinking like (laughs) you gotta you got some interesting sliding doors right there like that there are three sliding doors all in this movie at the same time and i didn't even see that
1: right (laughs) right but But, uh, yeah but but continue man wow but yeah moving on uh from Aaliyah, she's good in this movie uh Delroy Lindo, uh, who plays uh, Isaac O'Day, at least, at least father, he's great in this movie. You know what? What was his business? Was like, huh? What was his business? I, mean, I think he was like a. I think he was like a real estate developer. They never really went into. They really don't go into details into nothing, anything in this movie. Nothing, but continue. <laughs> I
0: just wanted to see if you caught that. I, I wasn't sure, but yes. Uh, but Mans was doing, he yeah. did good. I'm sorry.
1: Yeah, yeah, but yeah, no problem. But uh, Daryl Lindo's greatness movie. I like because I like the way uh Del. I've always kind of low key been a fan of Delroy Lindo. Uh, recently he was in the Five Bloods. Have you seen the Five Bloods? I saw the Five Bloods, and I was like, damn, he's in this. Yeah, he's standout. He's standout in this movie in, in the Five Bloods. But like, dude, like. Delroy Lindo has always been very kind of like low-key. It's just like acting is just like breathing to him, type of, that that type of guy.
0: Right. <laughs> just wake up and just in character. Like he yeah. does not speak like stretch.
1: Yeah, you could tell like he was like a theater kid. Mm-hmm. You know, like you could tell he just like he's just screams theater kid. Like he's been doing this for a long time. And it's nothing to him, you know. Definitely, man. He, but, he, he's
0: on. A, he's definitely one of those guys that you know needs to get his flowers.
1: You know, while he's still around. Yeah, uh, yeah. <clears throat> <clears throat> very, he's very underrated. But I also have like I also have the question about Delroy Lindo is is he LeBron James's father? <laughs> what? You don't see the resemblance.
0: Let me look at this dude. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think he's tall enough. You don't think he's tall enough? I don't think he's tall enough. <laughs> Mine is six eight. Yeah, they do have a meme of both of them though. Yeah,
1: I'm just because we. Uh, <laughs> this is funny because I was watching Romeo Must Die. My wife, me, and my wife were watching Romeo Must Die. We were like. Oh my god, we were like, he looks like an older version of LeBron James. We were saying, we were both saying that. Yeah, yeah. That there,
0: that there, there's there's a little something there, especially with like Beard LeBron. Yeah. He definitely got that yeah, look. I, was, I, I could see that. Uh
1: <clears throat> but Yeah, but he might yeah, be it's, an uncle.
0: It's, he definitely might be an uncle.
1: He might be. Who knows? But I was. I don't. I don't really think he's his father, but it's a speculation. You it, know, it's, just saying. It's
0: it's up there. We contenders. <laughs> like you don't have to show up to the meet when we try to figure this out.
1: But uh, right, you know. get that DNA test ready. Right. But uh, <laughs> but, anyway, but anyway, another guy out here, uh, Isaiah Washington. Uh, I think he's pretty. He's a pretty service of service serviceable. Villain as Mac, I think he did a pretty good job as that character. Oh. Really, go ahead. I'm gonna let you finish, and then I'm gonna say yeah. something. Yeah, he was. I I felt like he was really sinister. This one thing he does in here that's kind of dude. That's kind of that's kind of <laughs> fucked up, you know. <laughs> but like he, uh, I think he like when he, he's on the dock. And like he puts the gun to the guy's head and puts his head in the crabs. Yes, I was like, dude, that's that's kind of evil. Yeah, yeah,
0: (laughs) homie was ill. The thing. All right, so since you brought it up, Mm -hmm. I could not understand why they didn't establish that this motherfucker was gangster from jump. Like to me, that scene should have been at the beginning of the movie. yes so it can set the tone for who mac is knowing that Mm -hmm. he's not to be played with so when he's subduing himself next to Aaliyah, it has Mm -hmm. a little bit
1: more impact i think there was like there were like little instances that he might be like just like a grimy grimy motherfucker Uh, Cause like even like when he's sitting at the table with Aaliyah, he's kind of he's a little abusive, you know. You know, so he's a little abusive there. Uh, He smacks Anthony Anderson in the face.
0: Yeah, yeah, that was that was ill. Um, You know, like oh, you know, that's when I got the first clue that he was gangster like that. But I mean, I would have felt put it like this when you watching John (laughs) Wick. Right. you know John Wick bad because he do something bad within the first 15 minutes of the movie right. I didn't really know he was that bad so it's just like damn why he doing like that you know I'm questioning <laughs> him his gangster instead
1: of knowing that he's gangster right they could. I don't know maybe they, I don't know maybe they just wanted, wanted it to build I don't know
0: I don't know why I mean, do you? do you have a specific uh, section where you talk about
1: directors and writers uh actually i don't
0: okay well let's let's feel, let's get through the the air all the characters and then we'll circle back around
1: to them because
0: i have some i have some notes
1: okay <laughs> yeah but uh yeah man but i think isaiah washington he's a serviceable uh villain like he's like like you said to like towards the end he starts getting like real grimy um kind of disappointed that but I guess it had to be this way because like the way that they set up the main villains is kind of like you know cause Aaliyah kills Mac uh, I guess they had to set that up cause like, that was cause we found out like everything that's happening in the two families is in house you know so <laughs> I guess she had to take care of her dirty work and Jet Lee had to take care of his dirty work pretty much I guess, I guess that's how they had to set it up
0: right and, I mean And he actually only gives like one of the only memorable lines, which is that's some cold shit. He gets shot by Leah. Yeah. Um, That's probably like one of the most quotable lines in the whole movie, which says a lot.
1: And he also says the title.
0: Yes. And doesn't even say it. (laughs) All right, Romeo, I guess you gotta die. He ain't even say you must die.
1: I'm like, mother. I was like, wow. But yeah, on the flip coin of Isaiah Washington, Russell Wong was not a serviceable villain. I think he was, I thought he was kind of terrible. Oh. Uh, okay. He played kind uh, Kai. He like the he was like the, the muscles, kind of like the the, the Chinese version of Isaiah, yeah. you know, Matt. Uh I really, I really wasn't feeling him. Uh I think I really just think that. He was really the, the actor himself, Russell Wong. I just really think he was like really focused on looking good than acting. He, he did. You
0: know? He was trying to make sure he had the glasses right, the
1: hair was right. Yeah. Uh, he, yeah, he was really. Too, my yeah, friend. he was a little bit. Yes, he was a little bit too much on like his sexy flexi, you know. <laughs> shout, out to, <laughs> shout out to Riley Freeman. Sexy flexy
0: ass
1: yes. niggas, bro. Flexy flexy, yeah. Russell wrong. Uh, Russell Wong was too busy trying to be a sexy flexy ass nigga. But Eddie uh, you know, but... and, and I found out that he he also used to be a dancer. Mm. Okay, yeah, he. There we go. He actually, yeah, he actually used to. Uh, they, they, I looked at his wiki and it said he used to dance with Janet Jackson in the eighties. Wow. So, yeah.
0: That's a great note. Not, not so much makes sense. That your whole mentality makes sense. Mm-hmm. And I see how you ended up getting on Empire 2. So <laughs>
1: Right. But yeah, man, but like, yeah, he did that. But another thing in this movie, like another thing, uh, they, they played the fuck out of the soundtrack. <laughs> did they? they? playing they did. They played the hell out of the soundtrack. It's like they get any any chance they get, they playing a track from the soundtrack. Be like, what? I heard Aaliyah, DMX, you know, just <laughs> and I'm trying to think who else was on the soundtrack. I can't really think who else was on the soundtrack. Oh, dude, right? I know
0: I had never heard of for sure. Uh, yeah, and I probably never heard of again now. <laughs> Real quick, man. You didn't mention all the starring actors before we get into the soundtrack.
1: Oh, um... I guess D- DMX is not in this movie very often. But so. he's
0: starring <laughs> in the movie. That's... the that is, I was like, but he's listed as starring in the movie and
1: literally has two scenes. Yeah, he has two scenes. I was like... That's what I say. I was like, I'm, it's not even worth mentioning it, you know? Because, like... And it, oh, yes. you have
0: to mention it because he was in the promo he was all over the shit they made you feel like DMX was in this movie <laughs> Yeah, I know cause he, he is in the trailer too he's in the trailer that's what I'm saying like, like that, that was very deceptive I did not appreciate them putting DMX in this movie mm-hmm. and tell me he was starring in it just to be in the first scene and the last scene Which looks like they did on the same day in the club. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it looks because it looks like he's wearing the same shirt. It looks like he's wearing the same shirt, and it's definitely the same place. So, yeah, that that to me that was ridiculous. I I did not appreciate that. I I, I was shaking my fist at the screen.
1: Yeah, yeah, man. I was like, this dude's wearing the same shirt. This all this stuff had to happen within the span of a week.
0: Undoubtedly, had to. But I I,
1: yeah.
0: I I had to get that out there before you start talking about the music because DMX is on the soundtrack and he has a song with Aaliyah which actually still bangs.
1: oh yeah back in one piece I I, I messed with that song too but yeah I was a, CMD I'm not gonna lie I'm not gonna lie back when I was 15 and I went to go see this movie I remember my dad took me to go see this movie this movie's rated R, so but I, I was like, "Wow, Dad!" But uh, but anyway, uh, but anyway, DMX was one of the selling points for me because I was a big DMX fan growing up. Who was not.
0: I'm right there with you. You weren't a fan of the dog. I, I definitely was. You know, hold on. You know what I'm saying? When it comes to the dog. Got you know what I mean? <clears throat> <laughs> definitely wow. a fan of the dog. He possessed you. Bro, I do it all the time. <laughs> I freak people out. But it's one of my best impressions that I can do. I can do a few different ones, but he's definitely the easiest one.
1: Awesome. But yeah, man, I was a huge fan of DMX growing up, man. Like, he was one of the seller points to, go, to get me to go see this movie. I was like, oh, man, DMX is in here? <laughs> I gotta go see this you know? like... <laughs> but yeah man but that soundtrack man they like they played the hell out of that soundtrack I think I said this on my um, on my above the rim episode cause like that's another movie that plays the hell out of their soundtrack um, and it's a great soundtrack but I always say that was like think about and this goes into your this goes into your theory, this goes into your thing about plot holes, too. It's like when there's a movie that's like catered because this movie was very catered to black folks. It's right. it's whenever bad. whenever there is a movie that's catered to black folks, especially back in those days, the soundtrack matters more than the plot.
0: It drove the interest yeah. in the movie. Without a question. Exactly. Because that actually debuted at number three on the charts. They sold a million and a half copies of that soundtrack.
1: Oh, yeah, no doubt. But yeah, it was it's like whenever you got a movie that's catered towards black folks, they gon they gonna push that soundtrack. They like, fuck a plot. What's that soundtrack like? <laughs> What's the
0: soundtrack here,
1: folks? out? Yeah, it was like it was like that soundtrack better hit, you know.
0: It is it is like, definitely I required.
1: Care. I don't care what they doing in the movie. That soundtrack, it better be the shit, you know. <laughs> so,
0: Absolutely, man. and the, you know, and <clears throat> I'll say this because I felt like they used the soundtrack a lot, but they didn't use it enough. Because the score for the whole movie was absolutely atrocious. Like, um, yeah. every scene because. that did not have an actual song had a terrible score to it, and the ones that did, sometimes they even had the wrong song for the moment, and it was messing with yeah. the scene.
1: Oh, oh yeah, I know the like. There was like the opening scene when uh. When uh, the, the the brother gets killed, when uh, Jet Li's brother gets killed, like oh my god,
0: yeah, th- that that shit was trash, bro. That,
1: that music was not fitting at all. <laughs> it was not fitting.
0: No, they they they, yeah. they 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 seem to have a tough time knowing what type of music to use for the movie. And I didn't actually look to see who scored the movie. Um, I actually should have looked it up. That probably been some
1: good research. Um, I think it was uh, a guy named uh, Marcus Miller. I really did. I should have did something on him. I didn't, but I've seen his name on a good amount of movies, like when it comes to music, musical scores. But I don't remember the movies, but I saw I think I saw it. It was like they say it's Music Score by Marcus Miller. Okay.
0: So, I, I just looked him yeah. up and he's a bass guitarist. Um, He does do <clears throat> film composition, but he mostly did jazz. <laughs> now, I'm going to just say this because I'm an actual mm. hip-hop fan. If you was going to make right. a martial arts film infused with hip-hop who is the first person you would call rizzo exactly, <laughs> exactly. Bad automatically. like who the fuck said we should not call rizzo because i don't think there should have been any other i like choices like that's it that's the guy he's the guy that's gonna do it
1: He's the guy. Yeah, he, exactly. I was like, as soon as you were talking about that, I was like, Rizzo popped up in my head immediately. Immediately. I like, <laughs> yeah. And
0: it's like, that yeah. score, it, it just felt like, if they would have just added that, it probably would have felt a little bit more believable and engaging. Because I think about how he killed Kill Bill. Like, like, every moment yeah. of, of that movie is engaging.
1: And even though man, uh, man with the iron fist is not that good of a movie, uh, it's, the, the, the score is good. The score is fire. I will watch that
0: again just to hear the, the score. Like, yeah, those it's, some cool ass beats. He
1: even he even throws some he even throws some Wu Tang in there. Yeah, because they do uh they do uh shame on the nigga. Yeah, shame on the nigga is in on um is in the man with the iron fist. You
0: know, so. Yeah. Yeah. That 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 was that one was lit. Now I, I might have to go watch that again cuz that was like 75% there. Like the idea on paper was great. Execution, another story. But yeah. well, let's let's get back to Romeo. <laughs> yeah. Cuz I I can actually talk about that.
1: But yeah, man. I'm like I mean like there's really not much more for me to say about this movie. I mean like I still have fun with the movie, you know, like it's very nostalgic <laughs> you know. and I like looking at Leah, but, uh, <laughs> right, <laughs> but it, there's really not much, much else for me to say about this movie. Well,
0: really? Okay. I'll I throw this in here because we didn't actually talk about Anthony Anderson. Uh, oh yeah. But he plays basically like the glue guy um, in the whole movie. He brings a little bit right. of, you know, seriousness. You can definitely tell he he's fresh out of acting school, uh, right? <clears throat> no mustache, definitely looks a little different yeah. with no mustache. Still had to wait on. Uh... I
1: think he. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'll let you. But I think he just got finished because, like, he. <laughs> I don't know if you know this, because Anthony Anderson got his start on a a teen NBC show called Hang Time. If you remember Hang Time, it's kind of like Saved by the Bell, I, but with basketball. I kind of
0: re- I remember that 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 sounds so familiar.
1: Yeah, like that was his first start. Like he was like I think he was I think he was eighteen. I want to say okay, and he started on Hang Time, and I think he had just got off that show because he was on that show for a while. I think he had just got off that show when he did Romeo Must Die and that's the reason he doesn't have a mustache or uh, anything because he, he just got finished playing a teenager pretty much Okay. <laughs> so,
0: <laughs> yeah that, that so, it wasn't the best look for him I'm just going to say that I'm sure he knows that now um, but yeah. I thought he did a pretty good job and I'm kind of disappointed that he didn't end up like being a star in the movie because he's definitely like supporting actor in this movie um, he has so much more screen time than DMX uh, oh yeah <laughs> and uh <clears throat> I just really wish they would have brought him a few better scenes so he could have did something but I, I appreciate yeah. him being in that movie and being part of that time uh, you know I guess like in history cause like he's you know he's basically around for Jet Li's first movie and
1: Ali's first movie as far as like big time stuff yeah, and I think this is—I think that—I think this is his first movie role as well. I didn't really—I really look into that, but like, I think this is his first movie role because I said he was like on a—he was on a teen sitcom before this, mm. you know. So, <laughs> so he just—I think he just—I think he just got all hang time <laughs> when he
0: did this movie. Right. Okay. That. So I'm gonna actually look that up, and I'm gonna yeah. say one more thing and I guess we could wrap up um, yeah. now <clears throat> I guess because I'm looking at how Hollywood is right now and I'm uh, looking back to see like 20 years ago when we talked yeah. about Hollywood being you know being, black people being marginalized in Hollywood was a much much bigger issue it just was not talked about And I feel like looking into this movie is like a pure example of like, you don't have any black people in your writing room, yet you are writing a movie with black people in it. You are directing a movie with black people in it. And I could feel from the writing to the director, nobody had any idea what to do with black people at all. I see that as well. Let me see. What's this guy's name? Eric Burke? I think that's what his name is. Yes, he wrote Virtuosity. I've never seen it, but it stars (laughs) Denzel Washington and Russell Crowe, and it's one of the worst trailers I've ever seen. And you could not pay me to sit down for ten minutes to watch that.
1: I actually saw. I've actually seen virtuosity.
0: You've seen it?
1: It is not. I've seen. I think I saw it when I was like eleven or twelve years old. And like it came on like cable, on like HBO and stuff. And I saw it. And I was
0: like, "Yeah, this movie's bad." This movie like <laughs> terrible. Yeah, man. That if you read virtuosity. God, God help him. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what that's who you had in the writers' room on Romeo Must Die. So you know you can see when I'm talking about like we can't get in the writers' room to do some of this stuff. That's what's going on. Like you write trash movies and you get another one to write. No, that's true. That's true. It's like uh, I think
1: had a black person writing virtuosity. He would be writing again.
0: Right. If exactly. I don't know what happened to your audio. You seem like you are a little far now. Uh. Um,
1: yeah, like, yeah, that's what I was just saying. I was just saying, like, yeah, and, and black person, racial virtuosity, like they wouldn't be
0: right in the game. That that'd that, that be the end. It'd it be the, the end of your career. You go find you a job at Whole Foods or whatever right. else you want to do because you ain't gonna be in Hollywood no more. Exactly. And
1: it's just like it's just like with black actors, like like black and white actors. It's like white right. actors can get so many. Um, opportunities to be stars like this is one kid they were trying to I remember they were trying to push uh, 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 what's his name that was a couple of he was a kid he did a movie called John Carter Uh, god dang Uh, Taylor Kitsch that was his name and he used to be on uh, Friday Night Lights uh, the TV show Mm. Friday Night Lights and they tried their hardest to make him a star they are hardies. He was like, he did John Carter. John Carter lost so much money for Disney. Gotta do fire. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> like the Like, uh, I think it was Bob Ingram that hated Disney. He was so mad that John Carter lost so much money, he fired a guy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, Taylor Kitsch kept getting roped. Mm. Kept getting roped. I was like, had hey, that been a black guy. uh, Had that been like Brandon T. Jackson (laughs) (laughs) You know, that did John Connor That'd be the end of Brandon T. Jackson Right (laughs) He would get no more roles I mean, we don't really see him now But had he bombed that that terribly You know know, we we, We wouldn't even know Who he was Just saying
0: yeah, it, it, it. You he would have went away quietly. That that's yes. He would have he would have gotten market corrected, and they would have found a new one. Goodbye.
1: Exactly. Uh, when they tried so hard to make Taylor Kitsch a superstar, I'm like, he even got to play Gambie.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. He 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 got him handed to him. They it just just wasn't it, man. And it's the worst Gambit I've ever
1: seen. <laughs> I was like, and Gambit, and like it was more—it was an insult to me because Gambit is one of my favorite X-Men Yo, he's dudes. so like, underrated.
0: Was, he cool as shit.
1: Yeah, I was like, I was doubly pissed. I was like, the dude from John Carter had to play Gambit.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh my god! I was like, I was so pissed. But uh but anyway, yeah. You were saying. Yeah, this guy was
0: the writer and then I, I'm going to say one more thing on, on the writing because I, I like I said I wanted to really bring these guys to task for some of the stuff that was in his dialogue and and what they were doing with the looks like I said the the afros we were talking about ridiculous the do-rags like everything was just ridiculous and one of the things that stuck out the most was the fact that nobody was actually referred to as their family name. Everybody was the blacks and the Chinese. And I was like, oh, this is yeah. definitely written by a white person who didn't really care about people and their identities.
1: Exactly. I was like, we got
0: names. Got names, bro. Not the blacks and the they're Chinese. Names. The
1: but,
0: bl- like O day. Whatever, man. Just call it. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. I said their names, I'm like, the are scenes and the old age. That's their, That's their
0: names, but in the whole movie, all the dialogue is the blacks and the Chinese, right? But you well, you already know if it had been a mob family with with some white folks, it had been the Gambino family, the you know whoever the Uchiani Uchiani, all that shit, man. We don't we we ain't get that in this film. We ain't get to feel like the mob. We was the blacks and the Chinese so shout out to y'all for just showing how racism works in Hollywood but that's all I got to say on that yeah but
1: yeah but like I, I still have fun with the movie because of nostalgia because of nostalgia pretty much you know but uh, overall, like, overall I still like kind of enjoyed the movie <laughs> even though it had plot holes it was just it was a fun watch um Usually, uh, what I do at the, end of the movie, at the end of the movie, I give out scores. Okay. For the movie, For its a rewatchability, quality, um, uh, I go from a four to five. I mean, like not a four to five, from one to five. Uh, and I give this movie a four out of five for rewatchability.
0: A four out of five for rewatchability All right, I'm I'm gonna have to get this two scores because I think it depends on what eyes you're looking at it with. Because if you are an Aaliyah fan, this movie is a 5 out of 5 rewatch because you will not see a collection of video on Aaliyah that will make you miss her more. You know what I'm saying? Like, not to get you teary-eyed, but just to be like, man, she's just that enjoyable. But as far as the movie... I watched it with my old lady and Uh, I kept asking, I'm like, did I miss something? Did I miss something? Did I miss... Like, I asked her like four times throughout the movie. So, if you like watching movies, don't watch this movie. (laughs) (laughs) Your head will hurt. So, I'm going to have to give it like two out of five. Two out of
1: five? Yes.
0: Okay. I just...
1: A four out of five because, like, I mean, like Lindo carries it, Leah carries it. I said Washington does his job, you know, and it was just like just those guys, just those guys trying, you know, to make this a good movie. Just like won me over.
0: So, so it's like you, if you're more of a fan of the actors, you're just like, I'm gonna support you guys because you trying so hard in this piece of trash to to make your money. Yes, I, I could empathize with like, that. That's that's real. Yes. Okay, I, you know what? Yes. I'll give it an extra one. I will go three out of five for that. We we'll go three. Yes, yes. Thank you. But, that's it, though. No more. Yeah.
1: That's it. I'm, I'm done talking, about Oh, <laughs> um. yeah. You got? You got anything you wanna you wanna promote, or you want anybody to know where they can find you? <sighs>
0: if you want to highlight me personally um, I'm at CL the main event on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram but I'm just gonna tell you don't do it I don't even know why I told you to do it in the first place but if you really want to get in touch with me hit at the rundown south on every single platform and if you are a podcaster and you need podcast resources I mean whether it's like what apps to use tech support you trying to book uh, people for your podcast join Podtax on the Slack channel we are building something great I promise you you're going to want to be there
1: okay well that's it um, I just end the show pretty much. So.
0: you don't have a sign off so I don't really have a sign off
1: so I just see
0: Alright, so we just like Air B and Rock Peace. peace. nice Alright, man. This is the Right's hair. And if you ain't know the deal, I bet you know now.